And what it basically allows you to do is a solar project could be on a rooftop or on a land site, and then you could sell that electricity within the utility service territory. And that's usually you sell it to residential customers or businesses. Hello and welcome to the Solar Maverick podcast, where solar meets entrepreneurship and experience. I'm your host, Benoit Thangen, so let's get into it. Hi, this is Benoit, your host of the Solar Maverick podcast. I'm excited to do another episode about the New Jersey solar market. You know, part of our podcast is we talk about different topics in the solar industry, and obviously we interview as well leaders in the industry to get their perspective. If you're not familiar with the New Jersey solar market, it's been a very robust market and there's been a lot of changes recently. Uh, My company, Renew Energy, we develop commercial, industrial and utility scale solar projects. We're based in New Jersey. We also manage SREX, which is a solar renewable energy credit that represents one megawatt hour of electricity. That's one of the big incentives in New Jersey that has recently expired, at least for new projects going forward. And we manage about 12 megawatts worth of projects in New Jersey, where we manage like the production and put it into PGM GATS and mint it to an SREC and help our clients sell those environmental attributes. And also as well, we do research and pricing, price forecasting of all the different REC and SREC markets. We also help with uh, sourcing financing for developers. If you're not familiar with New Jersey, it's basically been an early leader in solar and a perennial top 10 solar state. Overall, New Jersey has made a strong commitment to grow its solar industry, and they have ambitious targets for solar. For example, for in-state solar, they want it to represent 34% of the state's generation mix to meet the 100% clean energy goal by 2050, and they have a goal of 50% renewables by 2030. And basically that translates into 32 gigawatts of in-state solar by 2050 and 2025, that's 5.2 gigawatts. So as you could see, there's a lot of aspirations in New Jersey to bring a lot of solar online. And just to give you an idea, there's really right now about 3,386 megawatts installed in New Jersey. That's as of Q2 2020. I've actually spoken about the New Jersey solar market on episode 32 and episode 51, which is specifically about community solar in New Jersey. And just to give you some stats about the New Jersey solar market is it continues to see strong growth driven by net metering, a solar RPS, and now the transitional renewable energy credit called the TREC. And we are going to see a lot more development as time goes on in the state. And SIA, which is the national lobbying group, one of the biggest solar lobbying groups in the U.S., they've basically ranked New Jersey as the seventh biggest state for solar. And basically, it's enough solar to power about 556,472 homes. That makes up about 5.52% of the electricity in the state, which is solar. And they're saying the projections for the state 
over the next five years is about 1,523 megawatts over the next five years, ranking it 17th in the country. And we'll see. I don't know. Like there's a lot of pending legislation in the community solar program that New Jersey has that I think will increase solar development. People are usually are very surprised. Like, how is New Jersey a top 10 state for solar? You know, it is obviously not as sunny as other states in the union, but it has very high energy cost or energy prices and also strong state level incentives. As I mentioned, the SREC program that was before the new T-REC incentive, which is a transitional incentive. And then they're going to come out actually with the new, I guess, more permanent or the successor program to the T-REC, which they're currently working on. New Jersey basically has a renewable portfolio standard that requires electricity utility companies within the state to source 50% of their electricity from renewable energy technologies by 2030. Many states have an RPS, but New Jersey is among the few that have a solar carve-out. This requires a set portion of the renewable energy to come specifically from solar technologies. And this is related to like the solar renewable energy credit. And basically how that's created is basically the state uh, requires that 5.1 of the retail electricity sales in the state has to be from solar. If the energy companies that are procuring that electricity don't have it from renewable resources, then they will buy an SREC, which basically represents one megawatt hour of electricity. And basically, once New Jersey hits 5.51% of solar energy with the SREC program, then it was set to expire. Basically, the New Jersey Board of Public Utilities determined that April 6, 2020, that New Jersey did reach that 5.1% milestone. So then the program was basically sunsetted and the SREC life is basically 10 or 15 years. And the projects that are already qualified for the SREC program are getting the SREC incentive until the life of the SREC is finished. And basically there's this new TREC incentive, which is a transitional incentive program until the successor program is established and basically the T-REC is a fixed incentive versus a tradable incentive uh, where an SREC was basically determined by supply and demand that would fundamentally impact the price. And right now, like the current T-REC price is $152 per megawatt hour for 15 years. It's a performance-based incentive. And the state basically has created factors that they basically reduce the value of the T-REC to incentivize certain developers certain types of development in the state of New Jersey. For example, landfill or brownfield installations have a one-factor net meter non-residential carport and rooftop have a one-factor, but residential has a 0.6-factor, which basically translates to $91. And then community solar has a 0.85-factor. So that's a high level what the T-REC program is in New Jersey. And what we're seeing is extremely low PPA rates because investors know what the incentive is going to be over a 15-year time frame where it's harder to do with an SREC because it's extremely volatile and you could only hedge it for three years. So we're seeing extremely low PPA rates, at least for projects. And you know we're happy if you're interested in learning what the rates are, you're happy to reach out to Renew Energy and we could provide that information. And also right now, like the New Jersey Board of Public Utilities or the BPU is working on the successor program for New Jersey. And they basically have hired a company called Cadmus 
help with coming up with the solar transition. It's probably based on the Cadmus report that they recently released in August that it's going to be a fixed incentive similar to the T-REC. And basically, they're going to adjust the incentive basis on different solar project economics in New Jersey. They've done this whole sort of financial model, determine what the economics are for solar. And then they're also talking about potentially having like competitive solicitation for utility scale projects in the state of New Jersey. One of the big things that we've spoken about in a podcast and several podcasts is how community solar is really one of the fastest growing areas of solar. And what it basically allows you to do is a solar project could be on a rooftop or on a land site, and then you could sell that electricity within the utility service territory. And that's usually you sell it to residential customers or businesses. And New Jersey has a new community solar pilot. It's a three-year pilot where 75 megawatts each year are going to be approved. We're actually starting year two of the community solar pilot. And why it's attractive is usually for residential solar. If you install it on your roof or even if you want a PPA or lease, you need a 650 or higher credit score to basically have that project be built. The low moderate income community does not have that opportunity, but for a community solar project, they do. And that's why a lot of politicians like community solar, because it allows people to have solar who would normally not have solar. Usually it's perceived that solar is only going to people who obviously have strong like financial standings. And also it helps people who are renters or if they don't own a property or roof and multi-dwellings or who live in a shared building. It gives them access to solar, which they wouldn't have had before. And, you know, these different state level incentives are basically getting compensated through the societal benefit charges on your electricity bill. And that basically subsidizes the SREC program and the TREC program that we're talking about, the state level incentive in New Jersey. Last year was the first year that projects were awarded for the first part of the community solar pilot. And that was December of last year. Why I'm mentioning that is because 12 months to the official approval of the projects, you basically had an application process that you had to fill out in September of 2019 was the application deadline. And then December was basically when they announced what projects were approved. And just to give you an idea, there were 76 megawatts that were approved out of 652 megawatts. So really like the acceptance rate for the program was 11.6%. So the evaluation criteria for the first phase or year one of the community solar pilot in New Jersey, I'm not going to go through all the different points. It's basically 100 points is the maximum score. And it's basically determined by the highest is if it's a low moderate income LMI project that gives you 30 points. And basically that means that 51%, at least 51% of the solar projects offtake is going to the LMI community. Then there's siting. Siting means that it's actually getting a higher preference if the project's sited on landfill, brownfields, area of historic fill, rooftops, parking lots, and parking decks. And that's 20 points, maximum points. And then like the product offerings, um, there's a higher preference toward guaranteed savings for the customer or the off-taker for the community solar of greater than 10%. 
and flexible terms where there's no long-term contracting, that it's like a short-term contract with no cancellation fee. And those are the other sort of three big max points. I won't go into all of the evaluation criteria, but that gives you an idea of how those 76 megawatts were selected for the first year pilot. And basically that was the 11.6% of projects approved in year one, the 652 megawatts that applied. This episode of the Solar Maverick Podcast is brought to you by Podcast Laundry, the podcast concierge service that I use to make sure that my listeners hear the best quality show. They do the dirty work of podcasting for me. Yes, graphics, quotes, show notes, master editing, and much more. All I have to do is record. So if you're a busy podcaster like me with an engaged audience and want to free up time to do more of what you'd love to do, like going to the gym or spending time with loved ones, go to podcastlaundry.com to schedule your consultation or call 347 8273. That's podcastlaundry.com or 347-871-8273. Thank you. The other thing that I failed to mention is that once the three-year pilot's over, then New Jersey is going to have like a community solar, still do community solar projects, but not in this pilot sort of way that it's been structured, at least as of this time. Year two of the application process is supposed to open sometime this fall. I think that the same projects that applied last year and were not accepted will probably participate again. And you're going to see probably more new projects applying, which will lower the acceptance rate. The interesting thing about the TREC program is that the projects have to be in service by October of 2021. What's interesting is potentially maybe these year two projects won't qualify for the TREC and for the it'll qualify for the new incentive. I know that was like mentioned in the stakeholder meetings that the New Jersey BPU had. You know, obviously a lot of the solar developers have basically negotiated a lease rate with either the landowner or the building owner to basically lease out their roof or their land. Mind you, you know, farmland right now in New Jersey is you're not allowed to develop solar. It's only in brownfields and landfills. If you're interested on potentially like what sort of release rates are offered in the market, you know, feel free to contact us at Renew Energy and we're happy to provide you what we're seeing in as far as a range of lease rates. Just like the PPA rates, it varies because it depends on the type of solar installation. It depends if there's like roof work that needs to be done. It also depends for solar radiance in that location. Also potentially bigger the project, the higher sort of the economies of scale. So it does vary, but we could definitely provide you a range. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with year two of the program. You know, definitely, I think all developers hope like that'll qualify under the T-REC incentive just because we don't know what the next incentive is going to be for New Jersey, meaning what the value of it is going to be and the term and things like that. So it's hard to negotiate lease rates for these projects if there's no clear guidance from the state. So hopefully the year two community solar projects will qualify for the community solar program because By the time they approve the projects, which probably will be sometime in January, February, potentially March, the projects then have to be in service within 12 months. And if the program ends in October, then there could be difficulties with having the projects qualify for that incentive. Interesting enough is there's some new legislation. As I said, the state has a goal of 100% clean energy by uh, 2050. The Senate basically has passed some legislation. It's called S2605. 
And it's um, basically saying that for meet the clean energy goals that the state has, that we have to do uh, larger solar fields, utility scale projects, and we have to do projects on certain types of farmland. In 2012, farmland was basically said that you can't do solar in New Jersey. It was the Solar Act of 2012. And that was created basically to fix an oversupply in the SREC markets. And basically, the SRECs went to 65 to $70 compared to like, you know, what it's trading now at 220 to 230. And basically, the market slowed down because you had a huge supply of SRECs coming online. And then basically, there's a lot less construction. So there were these huge utility scale projects built on farmland and to basically restrict the supply. They've made that not allowed in New Jersey and also as well to protect and preserve farmland. So it'll be interesting to see what they decide moving forward, even maybe a combination of farmland and a solar farm. So it's yet to be seen, but it's great to see that there's a lot of excitement about the New Jersey solar market and that there's a lot of happenings and potential legislation that's happening. This is just really a quick overview of the New Jersey solar market. If you have any questions, you know, feel free to reach out to us. It's info, I-N-F-O at RenewEnergy, R-E-N-E-U, energy.com. If you want to reach out to us, you know, that would be great. And you could also as well call us. And our number is 201-743-9533. Normally we have like book review or like some things that we're interested that we share with the Solar Mavericks who listen to the podcast and we appreciate your support. You know, all the feedback helps as well. And uh, I know people are now asking us what books that we're reading or talking about. And I actually just finished a really interesting book that I thought uh, for me was really interesting. It was uh, called Fearvana, and I'll have it in the notes of the podcast. It's by Akshay Nanavati. He's a U.S. Marine veteran, speaker, entrepreneur, ultra runner, and author. And actually, the Dalai Lama wrote the foreword of this book. And his philosophy is about fighting fear. And basically, on his research, he wrote that it's how to turn fear into health, wealth, and happiness. And basically, how he teaches the science of how to transform our negative emotions into health, wealth, and happiness. And it basically shatters conventional wisdom, giving you the tools to leverage your fear, stress, and anxiety to accomplish anything you set your mind to. And for me, you know, we all have our fear of something. And basically, he says it's all about action and embracing the fear that you have then hiding from that fear because anyway, that challenge is going to come to you anyway. So it's better to come to it head on. And the most successful people are the ones who could handle their fears because we're all having a lot of different fears in our life. And it's about how we handle those fears, our attitude toward those fears, and then the actions that we take towards it. So I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Solar Maverick podcast about the New Jersey solar market. You know, I think it's a great market going forward and continue to be. And obviously, if you have any questions or comments, feel free to reach out. And I appreciate you listening to the podcast and your time today. Thank you. 
Thanks for listening to the Solar Maverick Podcast. The Solar Maverick Podcast is brought to you by Renew Energy. We're a solar development and consulting firm. If you believe that this podcast is adding value to you, please give us a five-star review and share with those that you think could benefit from this information. Please email all questions, suggestions, and feedback to info at renewenergy.com. That's I-N-F-O at R-E-N-E-U-Energy.com. The Solar Maverick Podcast is produced by Podcast Laundry and executive produced by Benoit Thangin and Kevin Y. Brown. 